Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Ask the Therapist. It's lovely to have you here. My name's Sarah Rees and today I'm going to be talking through journaling and writing for your well-being to improve mental health. I'm a big fan of journaling but it's not something that I've done for a long time. I wasn't one of those people that kept a diary as a youngster or into creative writing. That was never my thing. So it all started for me when I hit 40. I really thought I was going to be fabulous in 40, but unfortunately for me, that at that time wasn't going to be my story. I was really on putting on lots of weight and freaking out a little bit about it. So I went on all the diets you could do. And at the time I was green juicing like you wouldn't believe. And I was still putting on weight. It just didn't make any sense. So I went to see a nutritionist that I work with and she recommended that I go to my GP and have a blood test. And that blood test revealed that I had an underactive thyroid. So I was started on a medication called thyroxine, which should have just put it all better and life should have carried on well. But that just didn't happen. I, if anything, got more and more unwell. I had a horrific time with fatigue and lots of joint pains. My mood was quite low and I was just really struggling. So I kept going to the GP and I would just kind of, I was a bit unclear, I think, looking back now. I was just saying, I just don't feel right. I just feel really exhausted. And I think I just hit the end of the road with what the NHS could do for me. And in part, that was because I wasn't very good at explaining what was going on for myself. A point came where I thought I either need to give in to being a poorly person or I can do something about it and try and understand more what was going on for me. And that was the only obvious choice for me. So I wanted to understand what was going on so I could get more in control and then I'd know what to do about it or at least be able to give people around me better information so they can support me in the right way. So just as we do at the start of cognitive behavioural therapy with people, we help people create awareness of mind and we do that through talking, through therapy. It's a really big part of the therapeutic process, becoming aware of the patterns you are in because awareness is the first step towards change and so a huge part of the therapy process. When we are aware of our mind, we have more choice over what we do and we can make better decisions for ourselves. So becoming aware of what is truly going on for us and developing awareness of mind and being more connected to ourselves gives us choice over what we do. And I wanted to create this awareness for myself. So I began creating this awareness through journaling. So each evening I decided that I would spend some time, I think it was, I just didn't do it for long, it was about 15 minutes an evening, and I'd write down my thoughts, feelings, and how I was managing or what I was doing. I also rated my mood and anxiety levels and noted how well I'd eaten and slept and if I'd had any alcohol and if I'd done any exercise. And quite quickly, after doing this for a few weeks, um, I, it was a little bit of a moan fest, I must say. So I know as a cognitive behavioural therapist that wherever we kind of put the spotlight of our attention kind of grows in our attention. So I was aware that if I was having a bit of a moan fest for every every night for 15 minutes, I was cultivating a bit of a moany mind. I've got a bit of a moany mind to start with, so I don't need any more um, strengthening in that area. So I started just spending a few moments each day writing about gratitude, what I was grateful for, what made me happy each day, just to balance out that negative kind of thought process. And that's what I recommend for people going forward. I think that's a really good addition when you start, you know, because often when we start journaling, it's not because we're in a 
great place wanting you know it's because either people do it as a really good self-care tool you know a kind of a healthy mind discipline so they do it as part of their self-care um protocol every day lots of entrepreneurs and people in very high places are journaling for a very motivated modern mindset but generally i think people come to it through difficulty through a struggle in the same way that i did so i think adding the gratitude journal or some elements of gratitude is is really useful so over time patterns began to emerge when I was journaling initially I noticed I was really critical of myself giving myself a really hard time no allowances for the fact that I was actually struggling with fatigue and stuff so being aware that I was being critical meant that I could think about how that was serving me if it was moving me to where I want to be and it helped me that awareness of being critical helped me to soften the criticism and we know that criticism you know underpins a lot of anxiety and depression for people it's you know one of the fundamental things I'll work with most people on I will ask anybody who comes to therapy I will ask them at some point how do you talk to yourself what's your mind like how do you support yourself I hadn't been aware of it in my own mind but that awareness allowed me to soften it also as I continued to journal I couldn't ignore the positive benefits of some of the things I was doing. I was the most reluctant gym goer you could ever imagine. I don't think I even owned gym wear initially, but, you know, I was putting on that much weight. I had to kind of hit the gym and it literally was the thing that stopped me piling on the pounds. It halted my weight and I could see through journaling that um, to my literally complete reluctance that I would feel better the day I'd been to the gym and actually for a couple of days afterwards. So I carried on the, the gym with a very moany, critical mind and um, and I really didn't like it for a long time. But what I, I was able to keep the motivation up much longer than I ever had done in the past because of the journaling habit. So when I made positive changes in my day-to-day lifestyle that really gave me some positive outcomes... I wasn't just losing that. I I had the evidence in terms of my journal in front of me and you can't ignore it. It's like alcohol as well. I mean, even just one or two glasses just really knocks my mood. So you can't ignore that. You end up really listening to it and and those changes that you make, they could become more solid and consistent. I now you know, for any other reluctant gym goers out there, I now love going to the gym and I've been doing it for five years. I'm 45 now, so I started at 40 and it's just part of my life, just part of what I do. And I love the feeling of clarity and, you know, I know how good it is for my brain and my mood and how good it's going to be for me going forward as I age further and you know I'm gonna do that with hopefully much better health and I like the social aspects of it so I have now a a good wardrobe of of gym wear and I'm much happier in the gym but it does take time so why would you consider starting journaling the main reason is likely to be to get more awareness of your mind to get to know you more because with awareness you get choice. We know that people who journal are more likely to reach their goals that they've set for themselves in life. You have more clarity to get the right help, support and to make better decisions. And just like talking, writing things down and getting them out of your head and down on paper can be both really freeing and healing. Venting in this way helps you make sense of things Thoughts really do lose their power when we release them and put them down on paper. 
the intensity of the thoughts and difficult emotions that we're holding often reduce. So it helps with emotional regulation. Ultimately, writing helps us create clarity and become more objective about what's going on inside our heads. When I first started journaling, I didn't do it because I'd read about it and thought it would be helpful. I didn't know anything about it. It was only later on that I started reading around journaling and I came across um, a fantastic book which is called opening up by writing it down and it's by Dr James Penn Baker who is a professor of psychology at the University of Texas in Austin. So he's a social psychologist and the author of hundreds of articles and many books including The Secret Life of Pronouns, What Our Words Say About Us as well. So since the 1980s Dr Penn Baker has measured the outcomes of expressive writing and journaling and has discovered many many benefits. Some of the benefits he talks about, so this is from the research, is a stronger immune system which is just incredible isn't it when you think about it writing stuff down that goes on in your mind will improve your immunity that's incredible and really important as we continue on in the pandemic it improves sleep habits now I think that works because I think one of the problems we have and this is just from my clinical experience with overthinking is that it disturbs sleep. And I think we overthink and carry often a lot around in our mind as as a way to remember things. So I think if we write stuff down and we have it at the side of us, your brain doesn't go, oh, keep going over that. So don't you can't forget it. So I think it, there is a real release with writing it down. But the research, and I might be wrong on that, but the research does show that journaling improves sleep habits. It improves your mental health, regulates your blood pressure, and there's a reduction in pain caused by chronic diseases. I mean, how incredible is that? If you want to know more about the the evidence base, I'd really recommend doing a little Google search on Dr. James Pembaker. The other benefits of journaling that I found is that it helps with an improved self-awareness. So a regular regular journaling habit will help you gain more clarity about the situations and things that cause you to react emotionally, whether in a good or a bad way. And it's once you have this awareness, then you're able to actively engage in the things that make you feel good and get disengaged from those that make you feel bad. Reduction in stress, Again, that's definitely what I've noticed in my clinical experience because of the you're releasing difficult emotions and thoughts, reducing the intensity of those feelings. And there is evidence to suggest that writing reduces cortisol levels, which is the stress hormone. Improves relationships and conflict resolution. So if we're struggling with a conflict or or interpersonal problem, it can help kind of just get more clarity on the situation and it helps with problem solving as well. So, and there's a little bit of kind of science around that, that the right-hand side of the brain, the left is for logic, the right-hand side is for creativity and it's not always great at problem solving. So if you're just going over and over things in your head, you're likely to, you're unlikely to reach a resolution. But when you write things down, you also engage the more logical left side of your brain 
and that helps you resolve problems, they become easier to make sense of and they become clearer. So when you write things down, you're using the right and left side of the brain in simple terms. One of the things that Dr. Pembaker talks about in his um, research, which I just found fascinating, is that in America, they often do lie detector tests for people that have um, committed criminal acts like murders and stuff like that and what they found is that some of these criminals that were guilty of horrific acts of murder or I don't know what when they told the truth even though that might mean that they would then spend the rest of their lives in prison their stress levels reduced so there is something about and Dr Pembaker talks about this a lot about even if the secret releasing it could put us into trouble it reduces our stress levels. It's not good to keep secrets and hold things in. It, it causes us a lot of stress and stress causes inflammation in our bodies and can lead to other health implications. So holding things in or keeping secrets creates stress in your body that impacts your mental well-being and your physical health. And therapy allows you to release these thoughts and feelings, but a therapist isn't always around but a pen and paper is so and sometimes people are not ready to talk yet that's one of the reasons I created the CBT journal on my web that's available on my website and one of the reasons for that is I felt well there's um, a long waiting list in the NHS so often people can't access private therapy for one reason or another and they they want to kind of get started with something and some people are just at the point where they're not ready for therapy yet. Talking out loud to somebody is a huge, huge and very brave step. And I think that journaling can kind of bridge the gap between that, can help you start to make sense of it. And then, because some people, I think one of the reasons that puts some people off coming to therapy is that they don't understand that themselves. Obviously, you don't need to understand it yourself. And that is one of the things that therapy is there for. But I think it holds some people back. I know from my personal experience, going to therapy is really scary. So maybe journaling is that gap between going to therapy. If you're listening to this, you will be totally in agreement with me that our minds are one of our, or the most precious assets we have it. Because within it, we experience every moment of life. Good mental health is really closely linked to good physical well-being as well. Our brains and our bodies are connected. And it's also fundamental to feeling happy and content. We need to kind of really care for our brains. That's basically what I'm saying. And our minds. Often our minds are busy and our lives are so demanding. Many of us struggle with stress and overwhelm. And the brain is like a muscle. If you train the worried and anxious part every day, it becomes really stronger and stronger and your ability to have a calm and settled mind just goes further away so if we want contentment if we want to not overthink we have to be working on that every day we are humans that are built for survival basically so we're very programmed to constantly overthink problems make sure we're safe and everything's going to be okay because that's good for our survival being calm content is lovely, but it doesn't keep us that safe. So we have to work on that element, especially given the worlds that we live in today. 
and that we're going through a pandemic. You know, we've had months of feeling very, very scared and anxious and that's becoming our norm, but we're probably all living with just slightly elevated, if not very elevated, anxiety levels that we're now feeling like it's normal. But we actually need to be every day, what are we doing to calm our mind, to nurture our brains and our mental health? So as I mentioned before, writing is a very much a left brain activity. And this side of the brain likes thinking in words, it's logical and it's analytical. And journaling fully engages the left side of the brain, freeing up the right side of the brain to deal with nonverbal cues. And, and be more in tune with feelings. So when we're journaling, both parts of our brain are at work to do what they do best. And when they're in tandem, they allow you to kind of better understand what you're thinking and feeling. If you think something and don't write it down, you're just engaging in the right-hand side of the brain. And the mere act of putting those thoughts down on paper mean that your left brain is on board too. The power of this whole brain activity is that it taps into the subconscious mind, allowing you to see things differently and feel more confident about the steps you need to take to achieve the things you want in your life. So hopefully I've convinced you that journaling is possibly a good idea. And I'm not saying that you need to do it all the time. Maybe you just want to do it for a few weeks or, you know, a certain season in your life. So let's look at how you can get started with your journaling journey. Initially, I would recommend that you kind of have a think about your why. What's your why for starting journaling? What's your motivation? Ask yourself, what are the results you want to get? Or what do you want to understand more? Is it about just creating more awareness of your mind, understanding your thinking and feeling habits? Or is there something specific that you want to work on? Next, it's about being prepared. If you're not sure where to start and you may be stepping into some procrastination that you know it's a good idea, you think about it quite often, but you just don't get started. Just start now. Don't overthink overthink it. Sometimes when we overthink it, that just leads to more procrastination. So you don't need any posh pen or paper or anything to do it right it's just get getting going so just get a blank piece of paper a pen and just write set some time aside every day to make journaling part of your routine even if it's just 10 minutes 20 minutes is even better but it doesn't have to be for a long amount of time don't think about what you're writing don't edit it don't worry about the spelling or the grammar don't try and make sense of it and there's some people that use journaling and writing expressive writing as a way of just kind of they just go for it they use no format at all and actually the things they write down they hardly recognize what's coming out they don't know where it's come from that can be really insightful for what's going on for you some people do like a more structured approach and I've created the CBT journal which is available on my website. It's a digital download. It talks about CBT, explains about it and then offers a structured journaling practice and then some things to do afterwards to kind of make sense of what you've journaled about. But it's up to you whether you want to use a structured approach or just grab a piece of paper and get going. That's what I'd recommend. Also being consistent. If you don't do it for a good amount of time and and I'd recommend about four weeks, then I don't think you get the benefit fully of it. And you might think it's not being that helpful and just move away from something that could really be beneficial for you. Be consistent with and try and 
keep a regular time either in the morning or last thing at night. Some people use a few gentle cues to keep them on track so maybe kind of attaching your journaling to another routine so do it alongside your breakfast or with your cup of cocoa in the evening we're more likely to create a better habit of something new when we attach it to an old habit that's really solidly in place some people set an alarm on their phone just to remind them i think it can be useful to make it enjoyable because the minute something starts to feel like a chore we're less likely to make it a priority and as journaling can earth some difficult feelings and emotions it's important to make the experience as enjoyable as possible so sometimes eventually it's nice to to get a really lovely book and a really lovely pens, maybe listen to some of your favourite music or light a lovely scented candle every time you're journaling or create a cosy space so you feel all, I, I don't think I can say the word, but huggy or heggy in the Norway word for cosy. All these things can make a difference to your motivation levels. Lastly, I think it's really important to set a review date to have a time which I found this extremely hard to go back and and read over what I'd written but I think it's really well it's kind of one of the reasons we're doing it is to see the patterns and create more awareness so we have to read it back and that's a little bit cringeworthy but I think once you realize the benefits of it then that it becomes an easier task so expect the first time to be tricky but set a date in your diary to kind of spend some time reflecting And then you can revisit your motivation and how you want to carry it forward. You might notice certain thought patterns that keep cropping up or, you know, certain patterns that you want to focus in more so you can readjust your why and your motivation and keep making it more and more valuable for you. The current popularity of journaling might seem like it's a very new concept, but it really isn't. It's been around a long time and therapists have been recommending a form of journaling for a long time as well especially in cognitive behavioral therapy as it's well known that people who actively engage in therapy between sessions get far more out of the experience than those who don't because we just see people for an hour a week that's such a short space of time so it's quite common for therapists to recommend that you start a therapy journal so specifically looking at therapy so I'd ask people to write about how their therapy session was reflect on it, what they're going to take throughout their week. And then just before a session, I'd ask them to spend some time thinking about what they want to get out of the next session, what's cropped up in the week, what their priorities are. You get so much more out of therapy doing a therapy journal. I've written a blog about therapy journaling, so I'll attach it in the show notes. Journaling is a great way to supercharge your therapy and your treatment and achieve the best possible results. Like CBT, journaling is a real practical self-help tool and the more you put in the more you get out if you're looking for a quick fix or hoping the journal will magically make everything better you're going to be disappointed just as you would if some people come to therapy hoping for the magic thing that that cbt has a magic secret and it really it really just doesn't But understanding our minds and making positive changes takes time and commitment. But when we approach therapy and journaling with determination and motivation, it becomes a much more powerful process. From my experience of being a CBT therapist, having my 
health concerns and starting to journal for myself, I put together the CBT journal, which is a practical tool that blends the elements of cognitive behavioural therapy with the practice of journaling. But you might be asking yourself, what's the link between CBT and why do they work so well together? And I really feel that CBT combines two of the most effective psychological tools we have. So you can take control, get awareness of your mind, really enhance your mindset and improve your mental health and also your physical health. If you're interested in the CBT journal, just pop over to my website, sarahdreese.co.uk and there's an A to Z of everything that includes and what it's about. It's ultimately a four-week project designed to help you understand your mind. It also teaches you about CBT and some of the basic principles of cognitive behavioural therapy. So it's really useful for people just starting out on their therapy journey that might be interested in having cognitive behavioural therapy. But it's useful to know a little bit about it before you start that journey. Or maybe you're waiting to have some therapy and you want to get started a little earlier. It's also helpful for people who want a more structured approach to journey journaling because we've got the structured journaling sheets that helps you to bring awareness of your mind to your thoughts, feelings and behaviours, the ones that shape your daily life. And there's also space for gratitude. As I discussed earlier, I think it's an important part of kind of journaling to focus on also what's going well, to provide a good balance and to help build your emotional resilience. At the end of the CBT journal, there are worksheets that are provided to help you alter unhelpful thinking patterns, process emotions and change unhelpful behaviours. So once you've recognised what's going on, there's some tips and ideas to help you start changing things. So I hope that's been helpful for you. I do also have a free guide on my website called Building Emotional Resilience. If you go over to my homepage, sarahdreese.co.uk, you can download that there. And I talk about five of the areas that I often do in therapy with people that I just think everybody would benefit from knowing about. So some basic self-help tips and strategies and journaling, obviously, is one of them. So that might be helpful if you want to find out a little bit more about the services I offer and what I do and how to start your CBT journey by hopefully creating awareness of your mind because how we think impacts how we feel and what we do and ultimately creates the worlds that we live. So all the very best. I think my next episode is going to be with a guest that I'm very excited about. So I'll be advertising that soon and I shall see you next month. Take care and keep safe. Bye.